Well, I have to be honest that I'm feeling a little bit of pressure because I heard from a little birdie that the hospitality team was placing bets on whether or not they're going to walk out of here tonight with another Southern accent. And so I don't know if y'all are expecting me to really draw it in a little bit, and I can do that pretty easily, um, but y'all might not be able to understand it all. So I'll, I'll try to rein that in a little bit. Um, I am so excited to be able to share tonight, and um, I get this opportunity from time to time and, and really count it as a privilege. And so as, as we're in this midweek service, th- th- these services that are focusing on the I am statements of Jesus. We're essentially answering the question, who does Jesus say that he is? Well, there was a moment when I was asked to speak that I got the big idea sheet, which doesn't mean anything to you all, but it's, it's kind of how we map out our sermon series. And I, I went down the left column and I found my name and I found the date and I was like, okay. And so I'm tracking over to see what is my topic And when I saw my I am statement, I was less than excited. (laughs) But I have to say and admit to you that now after diving into this text and just having God speak to me through this text, I'm really excited to be able to share something that is hopefully helpful but I think it's definitely hopeful. And so you're probably out there like, okay, great. So what is that I am statement for tonight? I'm not sure that you're actually ready to hear it yet. You see, in order for you to be ready to hear the I am statement for tonight, we've got to be able to acknowledge something. And once we get to the place where we acknowledge this thing, then we're going to hear the I am statement. But then when we hear the I am statement, then we're going to be prompted to decide something. And so if you came here tonight thinking you were just going to get spoon fed and walk out, I'm really going to put you to work. I I, I need you to just um, sink into this moment and know that tonight I'm gonna ask you to acknowledge something and to decide something. And so with that said, let's jump into our text, which is from John 8. And the verses are 31 through 59. Don't worry, I'm not reading 28 verses to you. Um, You can kind of fill in the gaps at a later time. But um, we are gonna start uh, in in verse 31 in just a moment. But let me kind of set up uh, where we are in in the the eighth uh, chapter of John. Jesus returns to the temple courts and he is teaching. And as is common, Crowds gather, they're wanting to hear what he has to say. And of course, you've got your religious authorities that somehow make their way there. And they begin um, having accusations and trying to trap Jesus in his teaching. And so we pick it up at verse 31 and Jesus is here and he's trying to help them understand who he is. And so let's pick this up in 31. It says, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said... If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth 
and the truth will set you free. And they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? So immediately in what, after Jesus makes this statement, the Jews immediately jump on that and they kind of get on two things. First of all, they say, hey, wait a minute, we don't belong to you, we belong to Abraham. And then the second thing they say is interesting. They say, and I don't know what you're talking about setting us free because we've never been slaves to anyone. Is there anybody out there that is, thinks that's a little bit interesting that these guys are making that statement? Because if you go back to the book of Exodus, the time of Moses, you might remember that some new leadership came into Egypt and they were embarking on, on, on this crusade to really take the Israelites and, and put them into slavery, right? They even made a decree that all the Hebrew boys that were born should be killed. Somehow baby Moses miraculously escaped that even though he was a Hebrew boy, he grew up and then God in the form of a burning bush revealed himself to Moses and let him know his plan of using Moses to deliver them out of Egypt. So it's interesting here because clearly these people in their history, their ancestors were totally in slavery. Yet, what are they claiming? Totally denying it. They're claiming that what, we, don't need, we don't need you. We don't need you to set us free from anything. We, there, there's nothing here. So my first ask of you tonight is to acknowledge something. And I'm asking you to acknowledge your condition. You see, as we saw here in this verse, they were completely unwilling to acknowledge their condition. They completely denied it. But in order for us to deal with this I am statement that's coming, we must acknowledge our condition, not deny it. I think over the course of history, just the incredibly heart-wrenching and brutal reality of slavery, much of which we've probably denied. But I think about the slave labor that happened in Nazi Germany. I, I, I think about the textile sweatshops of Asia, the cocoa plantations of Africa, the brothels of Europe, and I could go on and on. The history of slavery. There was actually a study done just last year in 2017 that said over 40 million people currently are living in some form of modern day slavery. What? 40 million people, tragic, absolutely tragic. But just because you don't find yourself in this pie graph, please don't deny your condition. Right now, I want to ask all of us to look inward. I want us all to take an honest assessment of our heart, of our life. And I want you to ask yourself this question. What am I enslaved to? What is it that has me trapped? What is it that has me bound? 
And I've got to establish a rule as we consider that. You can't deny, you can't deny your condition. You have to honestly acknowledge your condition. You know, I, a few years ago, I, I asked a similar question to a group of college students and, and I jotted down some of their answers. And I just wanna share a few of those with you. I asked the question, what are you enslaved by? I'm enslaved by social media. I'm enslaved by the person I used to be. I'm enslaved by decisions. I'm enslaved by my past accomplishments and inability to repeat them. I'm enslaved by the uncertainty of my future. Please, just because you're a mature adult or you're an educated, affluent resident of West County, don't think that you're not sheltered from enslavement. Actually, it's pretty easy for us to deny it. But what is it for you? What are you enslaved by? Is it shame? Is it loneliness? Is it fear? Are you enslaved by your job, by an unhealthy relationship? What is it that enslaves you? In the rack in front of you, or either you were given it, given, maybe given it when you were walked in, you should have received one of these note cards. I'd like you all to pull that out right now. And I want you to turn it to this side and I don't want you to worry about anything, any of the writing that's on this, but in this white space, I want you to take a moment and I want you to acknowledge your condition. I want you to answer the question, what is it that I'm enslaved by? Write a word, write a couple words. If you need to write it in a, in a different way with people being around you, that's fine. But I want you to answer that question right now. I am challenging you to acknowledge your condition. So I'm gonna give you just a minute to do that. Thank you. Thanks for acknowledging that. And hopefully you have something written down. If not, I hope you've written it in your heart. I know that's not easy. But now that we've made that acknowledgement, let's hear what Jesus has to say about who he is and how it relates to our enslavement. So we're picking up in verse 53 and the Jews are continuing in their questioning. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? 
Jesus replied, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father whom you claim as your God is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you because I know him and obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. I love that. Like Jesus just being like, what's going on here? Like he's trying to help them understand here. Wait a minute. Like I am saying who I, who I am and you trusted Abraham. You said you belonged to him. He even was rejoicing at, at knowing of my coming. And then they say, you are not yet 50 years old and you have seen Abraham. So a total mocking statement of like, right, you're not even 50 years old. He's been gone. You don't know who he is. And Jesus says, very truly, I tell you, before Abraham was, I am. There it is. <laughs> the I am statement. It's kind of a weird one, right? At least that's what I thought. I mean, it's not, I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. It's I am, period. But oh, what that says. In those two small words, Jesus says so much in response to them. If you think about this, first of all, just in his statement alone, before Abraham was, I am, he's first of all saying, hey, I existed before Abraham, right? I mean, he clearly says that. There's also this kind of just understanding and insinuation in the way that he's speaking of like, and I, I've actually existed for a lot longer than that. No beginning, no end. I, I, I've, I've been here the whole time. I have, have no uh, parameters on my existence. But then is the clincher. The, the, the phrase I am is a very close translation to the Hebrew word Yahweh, which is how God revealed himself to Moses at the burning bush when he told Moses that he was gonna lead them out of slavery. So all the connections there, right in this moment, Jesus says, I am a simple but such a strong declaration of who he is. It's interesting here because as, as you think about what Jesus said, he's not claiming to be a prophet. He's not claiming to be the greatest religious teacher. He's not claiming to be the greatest world moral example. He's claiming to be God in that simple statement. So I sit here and I look back at this text and, and I think about after all the questioning, all the accusations, all the jeers, all the sarcasm, they're left with that answer. I am. And it makes me wonder, how do they respond to that? I mean, maybe they like realize who he was and they apologize, right? I mean, maybe. Well, let's, let's see what happened. 59 says, at this, they picked up stones to stone him. 
that Jesus hid himself slipping away from the temple grounds. It was that claim that so infuriated these religious authorities that they picked up a stone to kill him. It was really nothing less than blasphemy. Which is so sad because what Jesus was doing in that moment was extending an invitation. He was offering them a way out of their enslavement. He was giving them a path to their freedom. But they responded with a decision to reject. We get the exact same invitation. And the question is, is how do we respond? I know I often reject it. And I, so many times in my life, and I don't know, maybe you're here too. I have been in this moment of feeling enslaved and desiring freedom. And I feel the extending of an invitation of freedom from God. And I reject it. And I ask myself, why am I doing that? Why do I continually do that? And there's these thoughts that come to my mind. Is it denial? Is it that I'm just totally unwilling to acknowledge my condition? Well, I hope for all of you out there, if you're asking the same question tonight, that that we've marked off, we've marked off the list, right? Because we've acknowledged our condition tonight. So, okay, maybe not denial. What about unbelief? Maybe it's just that we believe that I'm not sure if God can handle what I'm enslaved by. Or maybe it's that we're just stubborn. (laughs) We're, We're not willing to relinquish control of our life. That could be it. Or maybe it's that we're comfortable. Maybe it is that we're literally so comfortable where we are that we don't even fully realize our enslavement and we are just willing to stay right where we are. Or maybe it's that we're paralyzed. We're so paralyzed that we don't know how to embrace freedom. Unfortunately, I'm not sure if I have a life altering answer to the question tonight, but this is what I honestly believe. That if we're willing to listen and to be open, that freedom will be ours. And I feel pretty confident in saying that because Jesus actually said that to us in the text at the very beginning. So let's look back at verse 31. Jesus said at the very beginning of this, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you hold to my teaching, the truth will set you free. Jesus is literally saying, listen, be open. Freedom is yours. Do you realize that God hasn't changed? He is and he always will be. I am. He's the loving, grace-giving father who sent his son to offer us a way out of our enslavement and a pathway to freedom. Hopefully tonight, 
you've taken the first step. You've acknowledged your condition. You've looked at what is enslaving you and you've just been willing to acknowledge it. Well, as I told you at the beginning, there's one more step and that's the decision. Are you gonna reject or are you gonna embrace the life-changing freedom that God offers to you? Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to be open? What I can tell you for sure is that God is beckoning us, beckoning you to embrace that invitation. He wants that so much. And so right now I'd like for you to take that card back out again. And I want you as a sign of your embracing that freedom to answer the question that is on that card. Because of who he is, I am. Because of who he is, he is God. He is I am. He is a freedom giver. Because of who he is, I am. And I want you to think about that in relation to your enslavement. I am forgiven. I am valued. I am known. What is it for you? And I want you on this same place where you wrote, where you're enslaved, I want you to write over the top of that, the answer to this question, because of who he is, I am. And finish that statement. Take some time and do that right now.